Welcome to Woodlands Church on this Sunday morning. We're so glad that you have joined us and connected with us. We're having more people attend Woodlands Church than ever before in the history of our church. Even though we're not meeting right now in our physical locations, we are meeting and connecting online. So welcome to church on Sunday morning. And it's gonna be an amazing day. We've already had an amazing Saturday night service. God's really been working because I'm starting a new series this weekend I'm calling Change Up. It's all about turning unexpected changes into next level opportunities. No matter how painful the changes may be, God wants to turn the change into a change up to take you to the next level, to get through barriers you could never get through. And so I can't wait to start the series this weekend. And even though we're just meeting online and we'll be doing that the next couple of weeks, homecoming 2020 is just around the corner. We're gonna come back and gather again as a church on May 30th and 31st, that's Saturday and Sunday. Homecoming 2020, so put it on your calendar. It's gonna be a great weekend at Woodlands Church. Now, church is gonna look a little bit different because we're gonna make sure that we follow all the CDC guidelines and, and try to keep it as safe and sanitized as possible. We'll be cleaning every seat between each service. We will be doing so many things to make sure that you have social distancing. Uh, and so we really need you to RSVP. And so we'll know that you're coming so that we can make sure that your family sits together and we spread you out a little bit so that as your family sits together, there'll be six feet um, and social distancing between the next family. And so we're gonna do everything we can to make it as safe and sanitized as possible, but we're coming back. It's gonna look a little different and it's gonna be uh, probably some time before we can get everybody in our campuses, but I'm telling you, it's important to gather. And so we're gonna start gathering, we're gonna keep doing our online services and keep growing them uh, to an even uh, greater degree, but I just want you to know, homecoming is coming. And Pastor Mark Miller is gonna tell you a little more about it and what the experience is gonna be like. So take it away, Mark. Isn't that exciting? Hey, we're coming back, homecoming 2020 on May the 30th and 31st. We really need you to RSVP though so we can make sure the services are spread out and that you have that social distancing uh, for your family, that you'll be together, but then we'll uh, make sure that there's distance between you and the next family. So RSVP, you can go to wc.org and RSVP right now. Pick the service time of the campus you'll be coming to. Our North Point campus, um, we're not gonna be opening the North Point campus on that weekend because of the, uh, the theater that we meet in. They're not opening, and so we're not able to do that. So North Point people, you guys come to the Woodlands campus or the Atascacita campus, and we're gonna be rocking and rolling. And before you know it, this whole place is gonna be overflowing, which is wonderful. But, but you know what's most important is that we connect and that you don't miss church. And even though we're not meeting in our physical locations, we are meeting, and I am so glad that you're meeting with us. And so we're gonna sing together. We're gonna go to the chapel right now where our Woodlands worship team is, and they're gonna lead us to kick this service off in a powerful way. And I hope that you will sing with us because you gotta start practicing because it's not gonna be long. May 30th and 31st, we'll be singing together. And so I really encourage you to start singing even if, you're there with your family and it's a little awkward or maybe you're by yourself, 
Just sing, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Let's sing together. So let's go to the chapel and let's sing. Well, we started a new series this weekend that we're calling Change Up, and it's all about turning unexpected changes into next level opportunities because the winds of change are constantly blowing into everyone's life. But sometimes they hit with such force, it's like the hurricane force winds of change have just battered your life. Every one of us experience the winds of change. And those winds of change will either tear you apart or bring you closer together in your relationships. Those winds of change will either knock you down or carry you to new heights in your life. And so that's what we're looking at because uh, we all experience the winds of change. And I think it's a very timely message because the winds of change are blowing stronger than ever during this COVID-19 crisis. But I truly believe that God wants us to set our sails to catch the winds of change and to move upward, to go to new levels in our lives and not let change take us down and get us stuck. God wants us, God wants to use the change to help us break through barriers we've never been able to break through before. And now hurricanes, and we're all familiar with hurricanes here on the Gulf Coast. Uh, in fact, um, we're always supposed to do hurricane preparedness, and we all know about hurricanes, but hurricanes have categories, as you know. When a tropical storm reaches 74 miles per hour of sustained winds, then it becomes a hurricane, a category one hurricane. Of course, it goes all the way up to category five. And in life, there are different categories of winds of change. There are different categories of the hurricane force winds of change, and I want to go through them with you, and you'll relate. First is what I call the category one, which is just the usual stress. The usual stresses of everyday life without any other changes in our lives, we're already to category one uh, hurricane force winds of change in our lives with just the pace of ordinary life because life moves so fast. We live in a rapidly changing society and we've seen more technological changes in the last few years than we have in the last 300 years. It's amazing about all the technological changes that are taking place in this time in history. But sometimes change isn't always progress. The last time the world experienced a worldwide crisis like the COVID-19 pandemic was the 1918 Spanish flu. And it was over 100 years ago, and yet we're not much further along in understanding and eliminating viruses as we were back then. In 1918, they did pretty much the same things that we're doing right now to try to stop the virus, social distancing and wearing masks, washing hands, and so we really haven't come that far, even with all of this change. And by the way, in 1918, you could drive in downtown Houston, 11 miles per hour in a horse and buggy. And now we have all these fast cars, uh, but you can drive downtown Houston at about five miles per hour now in rush hour traffic. So sometimes change is going backwards. It's not always progress. And it seems like all the technology was designed to make our lives easier, less stressful, but it seems like with all the technology, life is more complicated and stressful than ever before. And what I'm saying is, before any other changes hit our lives, our 
lives are already at a category one force of hurricane winds of change before anything else happens because it's just everyday stresses of life. But then there's category two, upended plans. We make our plans and the hurricane force winds of change hit and blow up our plans. We make our plans and our plans get changed and we lose our joy because we have this perfect plan in our mind of how everything is supposed to go and we make our plans and when the hurricane force winds of change come in and destroy our plans, we don't know what to do. And we think we're the only one who's experiencing that kind of change. We think we're the only one who's going through it. It's like, I made these plans, everything had been perfect and I had no idea this was gonna happen. I had no idea the hurricane force winds of change were gonna hit. And so we get stuck in the past because we're stuck on that plan that's been blown up. We gotta learn to change. We gotta learn to change and to grow and to catch the winds of change. But then there's category three, unpredictable people. See, all the people that you relate to, whether it's a spouse, a child, whether it's a boss, an employee, Every one of them are always changing. People are always changing. People are unpredictable, and you're unpredictable. You're always changing. People always say, well, that's not the same person I married. Of course, they change, and so do you. We're always changing, and people can be very unpredictable. In fact, in marriage, if you don't learn to change and grow together, the winds of change will rip you apart. And so, that category three can really get to us, but there's category four, unexpected storms. It's the sudden and unexpected storms that hit with no warning and such force that they knock us downward. And that describes the coronavirus crisis. It's created such an economic storm and knocked so many downward. It's just it's been such a downward push with the hurricane force winds of change. And maybe you've had a change in your job status or a change in your business or a change in your health or a change in your mental health that's knocked you downward. It's the kind of change that's really hard to see how it could be changed upward when it's knocked you so low. But then there are the category five hurricane force winds of change, those unthinkable losses. When you're blindsided by the category five bitter winds of change, they cut deeply into your life and wound you and leave a lasting mark on your heart. Maybe it's the loss of trust because someone that you really trusted has betrayed you. And it's really hard to find your bearings when you've been so devastated and you've lost trust. Maybe it's the loss of a job or maybe you've lost your business. Or, or maybe it's the loss of a marriage. Or maybe it's the loss of a loved one. It's the changes that knock you flat on your back and leave such a lasting wound and it's so hard to see how God can turn it into a change up. When you feel so low and you just wonder how you're gonna make it through the next day. When you're just trying to make it through the next hour, it's really hard to see how the change could ever be a change up. And that's because we tend to look at change as either good or bad. We tend to look at change as either taking us upward or downward, moving us forward or backward. We, we tend to evaluate change and say that's a bad change, that's a good change, but that's not the way God looks at it at all. You see, there are some changes that come into our lives that knock us down, 
But I believe with all my heart that when God allows the winds of change to blow in our lives, even the truly bad winds of change that God didn't cause but that he allowed, I don't understand all the reasons, but I know whenever God allows the winds of change to come into our lives, even the most painful winds of change, God always intends it to ultimately take us upward. God always intends it for an ultimate change up if we'll learn how to align ourselves with his plan. If we'll learn how, like the eagle that catches the thermals that spiral up into the air, those warm thermals that spiral up into the air, the eagle knows that if he gets right into those thermals, then the spiraling thermals that are invisible to the eye will take him up into the air, higher and higher and higher, without him having to even flap his wings or exert any energy. And so God wants us to learn how to catch his thermals so that we can go higher in the winds of change because he's the only one that can take us there. And I truly believe that during this crisis and this health crisis, which has turned into an economic crisis, and a relationship crisis. I believe this crisis that has pushed us backward, that has pushed us downward, that God wants us to find those thermals. And maybe they weren't where you were, they're where you are now. Maybe God had to push us down so we could catch his thermals to go higher than we've ever been before. Because sometimes you have to go down before you can go up. Sometimes you have to fail before you can find true success. Sometimes you have to go backwards before you can really move forward and break through barriers that have held you back for so long. Let's just say that you're hiking and you come up to a creek and you don't want to get your shoes wet, so you want to get over the creek and jump over the creek and you know you can jump over this creek, but you realize you can't do it from where you're at. You've got to physically go backwards. You've got to go backwards so that you can get the momentum that you need to run and to jump over that barrier and to clear that barrier and get to the other side. You had to go physically backwards in order to go forwards and get over the barrier that was holding you back. And that's the way it is in life so many times. God has to allow the winds of change into our lives to take us backwards so that we can then have the momentum to go forward and to clear a barrier that we could have never cleared before. Because when you're right there, you don't have the momentum that you need. And sometimes to go forward, you gotta go backwards. Sometimes to go up, you gotta go down. You gotta have a change down so that God can take you and give you a change up. You gotta go down so you can catch the thermals of where God's power is so that he can take you to a whole new level. And I believe with all my heart that's what God's doing right now. In my life, in your life, in our communities, in our world. It's so important to see it. And so I want us to open our Bibles to the book of Isaiah because this is a, a powerful promise of God. It's Isaiah 43, beginning with verse 18. Right before we celebrated our 25th anniversary as a church, God really laid this verse on my heart 
because as we were getting ready to celebrate 25 years of all that God has done, you know, we were thinking about the past and all the amazing things God has done in the past and to celebrate it. And God wants us to celebrate it, but God really gave me this promise. And he said, Carrie, it's not about the past. It's about what I'm doing right now. I need you to see it. What I'm doing right now, because I'm doing a new thing. It's just starting up and you got to prepare a new thing because the greatest days of the church are ahead. And so I hope that when you look at this passage today, you'll think about our church and where we're heading, but you'll also realize this speaks directly to you. I know someone out there needs this desperately. In fact, God, I know, is gonna speak this directly to so many of you because this is right where you're at and he's got a word for you. And I say at 43, 18, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Dear God, I pray that you would just speak to each and every one of our hearts. Lord, I know that you have a personal and powerful word for each and every one of us. And I do know, Lord, that you wanna take every one of us and bring us upward. You wanna help us break through to new levels. And sometimes, Lord, the change has to take us back. Sometimes, Lord, we have to fall. Sometimes we have to fail to find true success. Sometimes, Lord, you have to take us down in order to bring us up to those new heights that we could have never gone to before. But I know that's what you wanna do. Lord, I pray that you would do it. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to see just three simple things that are so powerful and how we can align ourselves to catch those thermals so that God can take us up to new heights. First, I need an attitude that accepts change. An attitude that accepts change. It's all about the attitude. It's really an attitude of opportunity in the middle of the change because change comes into all of our lives whether we like it or not. Seasons change, times change, People change, circumstances change. And when the hurricane force winds of change hit our lives, the first thing we try to do is usually fight it. So think of your life sort of as a voyage. And often our ship encounters storms. And when the hurricane force winds hit our ship, usually the first thing we try to do is sail into the wind and fight it to stick to our plans and to just keep going against that wind and the hurricane force winds keep blowing at us and we keep fighting it and struggling it, trying to control the wind, trying to control other people, trying to control our circumstances, trying to control our image, trying to control our problems, trying to control our pain, and we're trying to control everything and we're fighting it. You see, change is inevitable. You can fight it, you can resent it, or you can accept it. And if you don't, the hurricane force winds will batter your ship, and destroy your life. I really believe that God wants his people, his children, to set their sails to catch the winds of change. To set our sails to catch the winds of change so that he and his power can take us to new levels that we could have never gone to before. God doesn't want his children to be looking down. He wants us to look up to see where he wants to take us. And so he says to us in this passage, in verse 18, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. He's saying, don't get stuck in the way it used to be. Don't get stuck in the past and miss out on what I'm doing today and the here and now. 
Don't get stuck in the way it used to be and miss out on the new thing that I'm doing right now in your life. So you can't control the changing circumstances in your life, but you can still choose joy in the middle of the circumstances. In fact, I would say the only way you can truly discover joy is in the middle of painful changes because it's in the middle of the hurricane force winds of change where you realize that you can't control the circumstances, but then you seek the Lord. And then you find joy that has nothing to do with your circumstances. And when you come to the place where you discover joy that comes from the Lord, from a well that is within you in Jesus Christ, and it has nothing to do with your circumstances around you, then you can realize that everything around you can be chaos, but you can have joy, you can have peace. And that's the secret, really, to true happiness. It's joy, because happiness has to do with the things happening around you and the circumstances around you are happening perfectly, then you're happy, but if they're not, then you're unhappy. But when you discover joy, it has nothing to do with your circumstances, but everything to do with what's on the inside. And you only discover joy in the middle of the painful changes that are going on in your life, when you realize you can't control those circumstances. In 2 Corinthians 3, 7, it says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So when the Holy Spirit is in control of your life, there is a flexibility to change, to follow him. You see, you have to decide what never changes in your life, and then you have the flexibility to change everything else. You have to decide what never changes. You have to decide what is going to be your anchor, what is gonna be your foundation that never changes, and then you have to have the flexibility to change everything else. That's been one of the secrets to Woodland Church. You see, we've decided what will never change. Two things, number one, God's word. And that's our message, the Bible. We don't water it down, we just preach the truth of God's word. We preach the truth and love of God's word and God's word never changes. Now culture changes, culture's changed a lot over 25 years, but we keep preaching God's word and teaching God's word, which changes lives. And so we don't change to match the culture we keep preaching God's word because we're not trying to relate to the culture. We want to revolutionize the culture. And God's word does that. And the second thing that we will never change is our purpose as a church. Our purpose has always been the same. We exist to help people experience Christ rather than man's creation of religion so they can grow strong in Christ and take the Christ experience to the world. You see, our purpose is to kick religion out the door so people can experience a love relationship with Jesus Christ and their life can be changed. They can grow strong in him, get their roots deep in him, and then they can go back out into their community to be Christ to others, to let Christ live through them, to show the love of Christ, to say the love of Christ, to show the love of Christ. That's what it's all about. And so at Woodlands Church, those two things will never change. Uh, but we'll change everything else. We'll be willing to change everything else when the Holy Spirit leads because we're really flexible. Uh, we'll change. You know, and and uh, we're gonna keep changing our methods to keep reaching people with the love of Jesus Christ. We're, we're gonna keep changing and trying new things and following the Holy Spirit because those two things never change and then we're willing and flexible to change everything else if the Holy Spirit guides us to. You gotta know what never changes, and then you've got to be willing and flexible to change everything else if you need to. That's what God wants for us. 
You know, most people get run over by change, but God wants his children to set our sails to catch the winds of change. When our pastoral team was studying this passage before our 25th anniversary, I said, this is where the new vision is. We've got to really open our eyes to see what God's doing, not what he did in the past. We thank him for that and remember his power and his greatness, but we've got to look at what he's doing right now. We've got to open our eyes and see what he's up to right now. And one of the things that's said in the passage is that God is making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. I said, what do you think that might be? I said, streams reminds me of streaming online. And someone said, yeah, the wasteland, that's the internet, that's for sure, it's a wasteland. You know, and there's so much on the internet that's just garbage and it can be a wasteland for sure. And so right then and there, we started thinking about how we could really continue to develop our online streaming to take it to the next level and to reach more and more people. And, and then Chris came to me in January and said, what if this, this virus that's in China, what if it comes here and what if we're not able to even meet at church? And I said, that's crazy. I don't think that ever happened. And she said, well, I just feel led of the Lord that we should, we should make sure that our technology is really boosted and our streaming capacity is really increased and make sure that we have everything we need in that area because we need to stream into the wasteland more than ever. And so that's what we did. We started preparing for it in January. And of course, that's what happened. And we're gonna continue to put out streams in the wasteland to be a light in the darkness. We're gonna continue to just keep adding to that and keep building our team in that and keep taking it to the next level in that constantly. Even when we're back here at gathering and our campuses are packed out to overflowing and we're having to start new campuses and all those things, we're gonna keep doing online and streaming and being innovative and changing and growing and going to new levels in that area beyond measure. And so it's exciting to see how God sped it up for us. He took us back so he could take us forward. He, he took us down so he could take us up. And now we have more people attending Woodland Church than ever before, 130,000 online for our Easter services. Could have never packed them in, in our auditoriums. God wants his people to set our sails to catch the winds of change. But I need to say something here that's so important. You can't accept the past until you grieve your losses. You know, a lot of times we wanna move forward when we've experienced loss and we just wanna move forward and forget the former things. But you can't forget the past until you grieve the past. And when we move backwards and grieve, then we can move forward. Because if you don't grieve your losses, you get stuck in the past. And you can't put a timetable on grief. A loss of a marriage, a loss of a business, a loss of a loved one, you have to grieve. And there are some griefs, there are some losses you will never get over in this life, but you will get through it with God's power. They'll leave a lasting mark, a lasting wound, a lasting scar, but God will heal and you will get through it. But what I'm saying is you've gotta take some time to grieve the losses in your life and you can't speed up grief a lot of times when people are grieving and hurting, we just want them to be happy. And we try to make them happy. We don't know what to do to make them happy. We don't know what to say. It's not your job to make them happy. It's your job to grieve with them, the Bible says. We weep with those who weep. We rejoice with those who rejoice. 
and I've said this many times, but husbands, I have to remind myself, you need to remind yourself that it's not your job to make your wife happy. It's not your job to make your spouse happy. Wives, it's not your job. And husbands, it's not your job. But it's your job to hurt with them when they hurt, to stay in the hurt with them when they hurt. And so many times we're trying to hurry people up from feeling grief and, and grieving their losses, but Jesus was a man of sorrow acquainted with grief. And grief is good. It's the, it's the thing that God created in us that brings healing. And so you grieve, but as you're grieving, keep believing. As you're grieving, keep believing, keep trusting God in the middle of the tears. And then there's a second thing, a faith that sees the divine opportunity. And even painful changes. God wants to open our eyes to see the opportunity. And in verse 19 in Isaiah chapter 43, it says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? God says, don't you see it? I'm already doing it. It's just starting. It might be really small, but I'm doing it. And you're going, God, I can't see it. I'm flat on my back. God, I can't see it. My business has gone so far back. I'm barely hanging on. I can't see any new thing. God, I can't see it. I've lost my job. God, I can't see it. It's really hard to see when the change has brought you so low. But you know what? God says, open your eyes and you'll start seeing it. Open your eyes, your spiritual eyes, and have an attitude of opportunity. And so I pray, God, open my eyes to the new thing you're doing right now that I can't see. Give me eyes to see past the pain to the positives of this change. Give me eyes to see past all of the pain to the purpose that you have. Because really, they're all, all change, even the most painful change is an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for growth. In James 1 and 2, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. The most painful changes you go through are opportunities for joy, it says. Opportunities to grow, and really opportunities to grow up in maturity. Psychologist Dr. John Townsend says, immaturity is demanding reality adapt to you. And if reality or my circumstances goes my way, I'm very happy. If it doesn't go my way, I throw a tantrum. That's why toddlers aren't mature yet. When they don't get their way, and reality doesn't adapt to them, they throw a tantrum. But maturity is the opposite of that. Maturity is adapting to reality. It's realizing this change is an opportunity for me to grow, to grow up. And then it's an opportunity for breakthrough. In Romans 8, 28, one of the most quoted verses in all scripture, one of the most misquoted verses as well, it says, and we know God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I love how it says God is making a way in the desert in that Isaiah 43 passage. God is making a way in the wilderness. Maybe you feel like you're in the wilderness right now. You feel like you're in the desert. But I'm telling you, Romans 8, 28 is true, that he takes everything, even the bad, the things that he doesn't cause, but the bad things, and somehow brings good out of it. He, he brings water in the desert. Maybe you feel like you're in the desert. You're in the wilderness right now. Just know that God is already making a way in the wilderness for you. God is making a way. 
It just no, he says, I will provide water for my chosen. And so he's gonna provide for you right there in the desert. And then he's gonna take you to your destiny. Because deserts are always part of God's plan. God so many times has to take us through the desert to get us to our destiny. Think about the children of Israel. God has to take us through the desert to get us to our destiny. And maybe you're in the desert right now and it's really hard to see what God is doing. Just know that God has to take you back before he can launch you forward to break through barriers you've never been able to break through in your life. And so say, God, open my eyes to see, to perceive the opportunity for breakthrough here. And then there's an opportunity to experience God's love. And that's really what it's all about. In Romans 8, 38, it says, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I love that because really, everything that God allows into our lives, he can somehow take even the bad, the worst, and bring good out of it. But most importantly, everything God does in our lives is to show us how to have a deeper relationship with him. It's to, so that we can experience God's love because that's what fulfillment is all about, the love of God and knowing God and having a relationship with God and walking with God and being close to God and knowing that he will never leave us or forsake us. And you see, everything that is going on in your life right now is God trying to get your attention to move you closer to himself so that you can have a deeper, richer love relationship with him. It's all about God's love and nothing. No coronavirus crisis, no economic crisis, no relationship crisis, no crisis can keep God from loving you. No crisis can separate us as Christ followers from the love of Jesus Christ, not even death. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. So first, I need an attitude that accepts change, and then I need a faith that sees the opportunity in change. But thirdly, I need a God who never changes. I've got to have an anchor in this world that's always changing. In a world of changes and uncertainty, you better have a foundation that never changes. In Malachi 3.6, God says, I am the Lord and I do not change. With everything around us changing, it's so good to know that we have a God who's always faithful and he will never let us down. The Bible says even the scripture says, even when I am faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself for that's his character. He is faithful. Even when I'm faithless, God is faithful to me. Alan Shepard, the first astronaut, American astronaut in orbit was asked by a reporter just before he entered the capsule, what's the number one thing you're counting on on your first voyage into orbit? And Alan Shepard replied, I am depending on the fact that God's laws never change. I'm depending on the fact that God's laws never change. Think about it for a moment. What if the law of gravity changed every few days and you didn't know when? And you think of all these uh, laws of physics. What if they changed like every couple of three days and you didn't know when and you couldn't count on them? But God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your job may have changed. Your finances may have changed. 
some of your relationships may have changed. Your marriage may have taken a turn for the worse, but I want you to know you have a God who's always faithful and you can always count on him. He will never change. He loves you and nothing can separate you from the love of God. When everything else changes, we can count on a God who never changes. That's why we need to build our life on Jesus Christ because he's the only solid foundation. Look what Jesus said in Revelation 21.5, behold, I make all things new. Behold, I make all things new. God is a God who never changes, but he's into the new. He's always making all things new. You see, he takes old and broken hearts and he makes them new and fresh. God is always doing that. He takes stale marriages that are starting to fall apart and he revives them and does something new. He takes hard hearts and he softens them and makes them new. You you see, God is a God of the new. He's always doing a new thing. And so I don't wanna rest on what God did 25 years ago at Wilderness Church. I don't wanna rest on what God did five years ago in my life or five days ago in my life. I want God to do something new and fresh in my life now, today, and experiencing him today in new levels and new ways because God is doing a new thing. God wants to do a new thing in your life. He's always up to the new. So we as Christ followers can embrace change, the new things that he has for us. He says, behold, I make all things new. The question that everyone's asking is, when are we gonna get back to normal? When are things gonna get back to normal? When is all the businesses gonna get back to normal? I mean, you know, we're opening up and all these things, but when's everything gonna get back to normal? When's it ever gonna happen? It's hard for us to see it. When's it gonna get back to normal? My prayer is we will never go back to normal. I believe God's saying, no, I don't want you to go back to normal. If normal was just too little long and not trusting me, I want you to go to a new normal, a new abnormal, where you get over that creek, that barrier that's held you back, where you get over that river that's held you back, that ocean that's held you back. I I wanna get you over that. It's gonna be a new normal, a new abnormal, where you trust me more, where you love me more, where your relationships are more of what I want them to be, where you have more joy and more peace and more strength, where I take your business to a new level, where I take your life to a new level, where I take your relationships to a new level. God doesn't want us to go back to normal. He wants us to be at a new abnormal for him, breaking through barriers. I've heard it so many times from people who've said, hey, Carrie, 20 years ago, I'm so grateful I lost my job 20 years ago because I would have never found that job that has brought so much fulfillment and blessing in my life. Or Carrie, I'm so thankful for that bankruptcy that I had years ago because I wouldn't even have a relationship with Christ without it. It turned me to God. Carrie, I'm so thankful for that relationship that just fell apart that was so painful years ago because I would have never found what God has for me and and how to really build a relationship on the Lord Jesus. You see, it's easier once you get some years down the road. Uh, Once you get a little further down ahead of that downward change to see how it was a change up the whole time. But what I'm challenging us to do is open our eyes right now and see this is the opportunity because this is where you catch the thermals 
Right now is where you catch the thermals that, and God can take you higher and higher and higher. He's given us opportunities right now that we would have never taken before this. Opportunities that we have to look at now that we've never looked at before. This is the chance. This is our time. This is our opportunity because God is right there and we can catch those thermals and he'll take us higher in his power and not our strength. I I want you to see, though, it all starts with attitude. I can't really see the new thing God's doing unless my attitude changes. I have a shift in my attitude. It starts with a new song, a new attitude. In Psalm 43, it says, he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see in fear and will trust and put their trust in the Lord. That new song is your heart, your attitude. To have a flexible heart, a heart that adapts to change, a heart that's not grumbling, complaining, griping, a heart that's not a heart of unbelief, but a heart of openness to God. It's a new song, a new attitude. And maybe all the stresses of life have stolen your song. Maybe in your marriage, that love song that once was really loud and strong, you can barely hear the tune. And maybe all you can hear in your life is a song of stress, a song of confusion, a song of depression, a song of anxiety. God wants to replace that song with a song of peace, a song of joy, and a song of hope. And so we should start singing the song of hope and thanking God in advance that he's got a plan, he's got a purpose. And pray, God, open my eyes to perceive it. I need you to make a way in the wilderness. I need you to make streams in the wastelands of my life. I need you, God, to do that in my life, in my family, in my work, in everything that I do. I need that, Lord. Open my eyes to see it and start singing a new song to him now. And if you've never built your life on Jesus Christ, you ought to be fearful. These are really uncertain times. You need an anchor. If you don't have that anchor, you're just gonna be blowing in the wind, the winds of change, in the winds of culture, in the winds of circumstances, in the whims of other people. You're gonna be dancing to everyone else's tune rather than having a divine dance from the Lord of joy where you dance in the wind knowing that God is in control. And so I just encourage you right now to pray and receive Christ. Just pray this prayer. You don't have to close your eyes. Just say, Jesus Christ, I need you. I need you to save me. And so I ask you to forgive me of all my sins and come into my life. I want you to be the captain of my ship from now on. I I want you to be the anchor. I believe in you, Jesus Christ, as best as I know how that you died, you rose again, you're alive, come into my life and fill me with your Holy Spirit and take me to heaven one day. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, would you just click that you're raising your hand, that you received Christ on our online platform? You can just click that and say, I'm receiving Jesus Christ. Something happens when it's your decision, you make that personal decision. It's a personal decision followed by a process of growth. And so if you did that, we wanna know about that. Just do that right now. And If you're a Christ follower, I just wanna pray for you right now. If you've been hit by the hurricane force winds of change and your heart is hurting so desperately, just know that we're praying for you. And I know that God's holding you in his hands and nothing can ever separate you from the love of God. Dear Lord, I just pray for everyone watching that you would just somehow impress upon their hearts 
that you've got this. That even though those changes have been so painful, so confusing and hurtful, that you're gonna take it and you're gonna bring good out of it. And and Lord, you're gonna take it and you're gonna bring them to new levels for your glory. Help them start to see that. Open all of our eyes, Lord, to perceive the new thing that you're doing so that we can get involved in what you're doing, so that we can align our hearts with what you're doing so you can take us higher. And Lord, I pray that you would smash down barriers in Jesus' name, that you would smash down barriers that the enemy has put up in our lives that keep us stuck and that you would just take us to new levels. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, now we're at the point in time in our service where we give back to God some of what he's given us. And so you give um, in several different ways, but we really challenge and encourage you to give. Everyone can give something. Um, Everyone can give something. We all can't give the same amount, but we can all give something. And so many are hurting during this time, and we're meeting the needs of hurting people in our community, meeting the needs of hurting people in love. We're meeting the needs... And, and I just praise God. We're just going to keep stretching and stepping out in faith at Willow Church to meet the needs of people in love because we do believe where God guides, God provides. And we're praying for you for God's provision. But the way you give is wc.org slash give. If you've never given online, you ought to try it. And you ought to work at it and get it down because wc.org slash give. And you can set up recurrent giving, wc.org slash give. Or you can give on your smartphone and you can just text the word Give WC. That's one word. Give WC. It's got to be in one word to 77977. Give WC to 77977. And then you could also mail in your check. As we're starting back, following the governor's orders, you know, 25% of our workforce coming up here to the office, and then the others working from home, and we rotate. And so there's always someone up here. And so you can just send your check to One Fellowship Drive, the Woodlands, Texas, 77384. One Fellowship Drive, the Woodlands, Texas, 77384. And I know a few of you have been really blessed, and I really challenge you to give something sacrificial during this time. Don't wait. Give something sacrificial because the church needs it. And we all can give something. It's not the amount, it's the heart. But if you've been, if you're one of the few that's, that's been blessed and um, financially and you got some extra, it's time to give sacrificially for God's glory. We encourage you to do that for your good, for God's glory, and for the ministries of Woodlands Church. I praise God for you. Let's give and let's sing to the Lord with all our hearts. Woodlands Church, I trust that God's really spoken to you today in the message, and I hope that you'll let friends know. If you know anyone who needs this message on change, then text them or post something on social media and let them know. We've got an 1130 a.m. service coming up, a 3 p.m. and a 6 p.m. today. And then you can do the on-demand all during the week as well. And so I really encourage you to tell a friend. And then Wednesday night, I'm continuing my series that I'm calling What's Next? It's all about what the Bible has to say about the future. It's study of Bible prophecy. We've been having a lot of fun on Wednesday nights. It's live at 7 online. And I hope you'll tune into that. Then student service Tuesday night, live at 7 here online. And then it's not going to be long. May 30th and 31st, we start regathering as a church. So I hope you'll RSVP and let us know. Get signed up right away to come to church and it's gonna be amazing. Hey, God bless you, Woodlands Church. We always wanna speak a word of blessing to you. And so may God bless you and make his face shine upon you. May God turn his face towards you and be gracious to you and give you his peace. God bless you in Jesus' name, Woodlands Church. We love you.
Hey church, thanks for listening to the Woodlands Church with Carrie Shook podcast. By listening, we hope that you're encouraged wherever you are. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest messages each week. For more information on Woodlands Church, check out the description for a link to our website and how to connect with us. We hope you have a great week.